Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the Political Insider Podcast. My name's Odin. I'm your host. And today is going to be a day filled with um, not as many topics as yesterday, but still, um, we've got four topics to talk about. Um, it is the 24th of January, 2018. And Donald Trump has come out publicly and stated that he is open to being interviewed by uh, Robert Mueller on the Russia investigation. Um, Fox News is reporting this. CNN is also reporting it, too. Um, I'm going to read the CNN article tonight because... um, uh, Yeah, the CNN... So, um, it's not just Trump, it's also 20, more than 20 White House personnel. They have given interviews to Robert Mueller on Russia, and uh, Donald Trump's personal attorney said the White House turned over more than 20,000 pages of records to investigators. So, um, this is a big step in this, in ending this Russia investigation once and for all because Donald Trump is finally acknowledging that this is a serious investigation. And by agreeing to have an interview under oath with Mueller, he is coming out and saying that, hey, this is a legitimate and this is a legitimate interview, and I want to help be able to end this as quick as possible, because, I mean, I think this is unnecessary. I don't think there was any collusion with from, between Donald Trump himself and Russia. Now, we do know that there has been collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia, but the Trump campaign and Donald Trump himself are two entirely different things. Um, so, Trump turning over these 20,000 documents is a big and important thing for the country. Now, uh, there were multiple reports emerging of Robert Mueller's interviews with Senior intelligence members, including Dan Coates, Director of National Intelligence, Mike Pompeo, CIA, and uh, Mike uh, Mike Rogers, NSA. So, uh, we already know that there have been quite a few interviews from, or with Robert Mueller on this, and... Uh, we've got the Intelligence Committee being interviewed now, so this is a step in the right direction. Donald Trump said that he's looking forward to the interview. And of course he is denying that there was any, uh, any, um, how should I put this? Trump is still denying that there was any communication between his campaign and Russia during the election. Um, I mean, I've, I just said not too long ago that I don't think there was 
communication between Trump and Russia, but there was communication between Trump campaign and Russia. But uh, the memo that has been hitting headlines lately is now being pushed against by DOJ officials. Uh, so, top Justice Department officials are urging Devin Nunez not to release the memo because they know that this is very incriminating and that it's going to expose Obama administration spying on Donald Trump during the presidential campaign so that they could jail him or declare his campaign void and not allow him to be president, which didn't get them very far. So, Assistant Attorney General Stephen Boyd said, We believe it would be extraordinarily reckless for the committee to disclose such information publicly without giving the department and the FBI the opportunity to review the memorandum to advise the HPSCI of the risk of harm to national security into ongoing investigations that can come for public release. Now, I don't know about the listeners of this podcast, but I don't care if this would harm national security, and I don't care if this would harm ongoing investigations. All I care about is being able to read the memo and being able to speak out against these the abuses of FISA against Donald Trump. I don't care about what's going to happen to government investigations. I just want to be able to read this and report to these listeners what is stated in it and my opinion on it. I don't I don't care about their investigations and I think a lot of the general population can agree with me on that that nobody cares about their investigations because they're pointless anyways. Um, and then Boyd continued that we are currently unaware of any wrongdoing relating to the FISA process. We agree that any of the abuse, any abuse of the system cannot be tolerated. Yeah, that's true. And I don't think they're going to do anything about abuses. Um, a senior congressional intelligence source said it's really stupid they would try to block us from releasing the memo. It only makes it worse for them, and there's more evidence that DOJ is trying to obstruct our investigation. Uh, yeah, that's what I just said. So, this whoever said this has a great point. The DOJ is trying to obstruct the congressional investigation, which is what should be held, and not a special counsel, which the special counsel investigation is just telling Congress, it's saying that, hey, we don't care about your investigations. We want Trump to be impeached and removed from office. So we're going to hold our own investigation. Uh, the memo is described as lawmakers uh, as shocking, troubling, and alarming. And with one congressman likening the details to KGB activity in Russia. And then it includes information about government surveillance conducted during the Obama administration. Jim Jordan said it's so alarming that American people have to see this. Mark Meadows said it's troubling and shocking. Part of me wishes that I didn't read it because I don't want to believe that those kinds of things could be happening in this country that I call home and love so much. And I read that quote last night too. Um, 
So, while all this is going on, Trump's numbers, his poll numbers, are rising steadily. But his economy is rated as excellent. Um, a Fox News poll of how the Trump administration made the economy better or worse. 40% said better, 22% said worse, 34% said same, and that is with a differential of 3%. Um, Trump job performance, 45% approve, 53% disapprove. His record low was 38% approve, 57% disapprove. His record high is 48% approved, 47% disapproved, and that's 3% dis differential. Condition of the economy, 49% excellent good, 49% only fair, poor. Uh, December 2016, 33% excellent good, 65% only fair, poor. January of 2001, 59% excellent good, 39% fair, poor, with 3% differential. Um how they would vote in 2020 if the election were held today. Now, 35% would re-elect Trump, 56% would vote for somebody else. And in April of 2017, 36% would re-elect Trump, and 55 would vote for somebody else, with 3% differential. Now, I think this poll is something that Donald Trump needs to look at and needs to think about hard, because this is the American people telling Donald Trump that we're not happy with what he's doing. This is a Fox News poll. Fox News is one of the most far-right mainstream news networks that's out there. And if their numbers are like this, I can't imagine what CNN's numbers would be like. CNN's numbers must be horrible. I don't think Donald Trump understands the sheer power of polls polls like this show us the american people are not happy with how this presidency is going and they want somebody else and i'm i'm gonna have to say i'm with the 56 percent that would vote for somebody else as of right now i don't support donald trump but we could probably take this poll with a grain of salt because in January of 2010, Obama's overall reelect number was at 43%. So we will have to give it some time, see about it um, in a while. So um, the last thing I'm going to cover tonight is Trump on DACA. This is from CNN Politics. Trump says he's opened a pathway to citizenship incentivize on DACA. Um, maybe if the article's going to load. Maybe not. Well, in the meantime, we all know where Donald Trump stands on DACA. We all know that he supports DACA, but he doesn't want... DACA to have to be, ah, there's the article, but he doesn't want DACA to have to be used because he doesn't believe in illegal immigration. Um, so on Wednesday, Trump opened the door to citizenship for young undocumented immigrants who came to the U.S. as children, and that's the first time he's explicitly said he accepted a pathway. Um, 
he said we're going to morph into it it's going to happen at some point in the future which is really that's going to be a big factor in trump's re-election daca will be a huge huge thing in 2020 a lot of the 2020 favorable candidates on the democratic side didn't vote for the continuing resolution because of DACA, like um, Kirsten Gillibrand and Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, all of these people didn't vote for the budget because DACA was not in it. And everybody listening to this knows my opinion on DACA, or at least um, what I think they should do about DACA. Now, DACA does, it wouldn't have expired had the federal government not set a deadline on it. They set their own deadline. So, if they hadn't set their own deadline, it wouldn't be expiring, and there would be no reason for this huge debate on DACA. Now, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, uh, the famous and oh-so-popular Lindsey Graham from South Carolina. Um, He's been big on the talks of immigration lately, and he said, This statement represents presidential leadership on immigration that will allow us to solve a difficult problem. I truly appreciate President Trump making it clear that he supports path to citizenship for DACA recipients. This will greatly help the Senate efforts to craft a proposal which President Trump can sign into law. So... Basically, what Lindsey Graham is saying here is that he 100% supports DACA and that he's going to try to get it into any immigration bill that comes through the Senate. Uh, Dick Durbin said the president is headed in the right direction here. And that's something very big coming from a Democrat like Dick Durbin. Uh, Dick Durbin has been very vocal about his opinions on Donald Trump and his policies and I think Dick Durbin will only get more vocal as the presidency goes on um I I believe this yeah this is a Trump quote yeah I might do that I'm not guaranteeing it because I want to put a little bit of but I, I certainly have the right to do it um I assume that's on DACA during the budget talks. And then uh, CNN's normal spiel about immigration, the wall, and these quote-unquote undocumented immigrants. Um, so Trump said he wanted $25 billion for the wall and $5 billion for other security measures. So he wants $30 billion total. He said he's going to build it way under budget, but we're putting down $25 billion for the wall, but we'll build it way under. Um, I don't, I, I've said this multiple times before, I don't think there will be a wall. I don't think there will be wall funding, but I, I almost have to say I hope there won't be wall funding because it's just going to increase the deficit by putting this $25 billion in the budget And I know the argument from conservatives is going to be that the the wall will pay for itself because they're going to stop illegal immigration with it when 
really, in all honesty, you can't say that this wall is going to stop illegal immigration and at the same time be looking at the facts about the border. No matter what, they're going to cross the border. They're going to cross the border even if there's a wall. Like in California, I can almost guarantee California is going to put up a fight against the wall. And like I said last night, they're going to all cross as the wall is being built while they still can. While it's still easy, I should say. But I don't think California is going to be easy to get by. But that is just my opinion. And we are all out of articles for the night. So, as always, thank you for listening to tonight's podcast. You can find me on iTunes, Google Play, and via the website. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can let me know via iTunes, Google Play, or the website. And I am in the process of acquiring a Facebook page for the podcast. So that will be interesting if it does happen. And uh, I keep you updated with the latest American and world news. So, uh, like I said earlier, thank you. Have a great night.